Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. So I know this is a housing and mortgage-related podcast, but I feel like we should talk about what's happening in the UK. <laughs> because, man... That was crazy. And, you know, here we are like 24 hours after it really kind of all took off. And man, oh, man, uh, it was crazy. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this pod, Tyler Crawley. And no, we're not going to talk about what's happening in the United Kingdom. Because <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't really I don't really know what's going on. Because here's a good example. So when the story originally broke that Elizabeth, was it, is it Truss? See, I don't even know her name. She just wasn't even there long enough for me to learn it. Uh, Truss was, you know, officially came out and announced that she was resigning. I jokingly said, oh, here comes, does this mean Boris Johnson has to come back? And then within like 30 minutes of me making that joke on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, uh, they announced that Boris Johnson was, in fact, going to stand. Was it stand in contest or stand for contest or uh, whatever that means? Uh, but basically, is he a what is he a Tory? Whatever he is, uh, he could become prime minister. Again. <laughs> I was like, when I was joking, I was like totally joking about that. But uh, he might be back. He might. We we shall see. But we are going to get into. The big stories happening in the United States of America. The big story out yesterday, existing home sales actually falling less than expected, which, of course, was not the headline because the media has now decided that the housing crash is happening. And so, therefore, any way they can spin a housing data story and make it like, oh, no, the the sky is falling and make everyone panic. They're going to take that side. And so, of course, it was like, oh, this is the eighth consecutive month and it's the lowest level in 10 years. And I mean, like, sure, those are bad indicators. But can we talk about the fact that it actually didn't fall as much as expected? And it is only off, you know, I mean. 23 percent from where we were last year, which, okay, I get is a big number, but considering rates have more than doubled, I would think that we would see much and inventory levels are still non-existent. In fact, we'll talk. We're, we're going to get into all of it. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. But of course, the press is like, "Oh no, it's more evidence that the housing market is about to crash all over again." Uh, we'll talk about mortgage rates, and then there was a great piece at Axios by Kate Marino in which she explains, you know, what's what's happening with mortgage rates, uh, and then jobless claims unexpectedly fell. Yeah, not not I guess I shouldn't say unexpected. I mean, it's unexpected for the economists who projected they were going to increase. But if you've been watching this report for like the last, I would say two months, they predict every week it's supposed to rise and it falls. I think like only two weeks it has actually uh, increased. And so we're going to get into all of it here on this. My favorite edition of the podcast, that is the Friday show. So let's start with existing home sales. So existing home sales fell in September 
it was the eighth consecutive month. I mean, that's that's not great news. But the good news is it fell less than they were projecting. So not dissimilar to what we saw the other day with building permits where they expected them to fall, but we actually got a slight increase. These are This is good news. I mean, this shows you the strength of the housing market, despite the over, you know, I would say the, the overpowering uh, power. <laughs> Does that make sense? The overpowering power. Uh, just just the, the over looming presence of mortgage rates, which everyone, of course, is talking about. And it's increasing the cost of owning a home. You know, that that's that's a big, big factor. But despite that, there's still demand out there. People still want to buy homes. And I think the data kind of bores that out. So total existing home sales were down one point five percent from August to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of four point seven one million this was slightly less than the 2.3% drop that economists were projecting. So good news. It fell, but not as much as economists were projecting. And as I mentioned earlier, total sales were down 23.8% compared to last year. That's not great. But remember, last year, crazy numbers. So yeah, you, you at some point are going to see a fall when you reach the peak of something the only place you can go is down and we have seen once again mortgage rates more than double and still existing home sales are within sort of a place of normalcy i mean sure it's down you know, from where it was 10 years ago but 10 years ago we were not in a housing recession <laughs> let's keep that in mind we're not we're not talking about 2008 here 10 years ago it was 2012 we were well out of that recession. So not as bleak as I think the media wants you to think that it is. Now, and one of the reasons why is because we are seeing prices start to fall. Month over month, of course, not year over year yet. <laughs> that probably is coming in the near future. The median existing home price was up 8.4% year over year to $384,800 in September this is now the 127th consecutive month of year-over-year year increases, longing, the longest-running streak on record probably will never be broken. I just, how is that ever going to be broken? Uh, this was the third month in a row, though, that the median sales price fell after reaching its peak in June of $413,800. So we are seeing home prices kind of come back down to earth. And once again, why is that? Mortgage rates. <laughs> that is why. It's not because inventory levels are going up. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, so breaking it down regionally, what do you think the theme is here? Well, if you listen to this podcast, you know what it is. The South continuing to dominate once again in another report. The South making up 44.2% of all existing home sales in the country. 44.2%. Now, that's actually worse than what we saw, of course, uh, yesterday, or I should say on Wednesday, when we got the Census Bureau report on construction, and it was like 60% of single-family homes <laughs> were, were, were happening in the South. So this number almost looks kind of anemic by comparison. Uh, that was a 1.9% drop from August 
to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $2.08 million. Meanwhile, the median price in the South was $351,700. That is an 11.8% increase year over year. And the South is now the only region that is still seeing double-digit home price appreciation. Now, no one's falling into negative territory, but they are all out of, you know, they're all below 10%, I should say. Uh, sales, in the, let's go back to sales before we go back to prices. Uh, sales in the Midwest, they fell 1.7% to 1.14 million. The West was actually unchanged month over month at 880,000. And the Northeast was down 1.6% to 610,000. It's important to note that that still, that still means the South is almost three times as much activity is happening in the South that is happening in the Northeast. And it's just, it's just kind of crazy to, to think about, you know, seeing a slowdown in a place like the South, which we are seeing. I can only imagine how slow it must feel in a place like the Northeast. Now, going back to prices, the West, of course, continues to lead looking at just the price itself. Uh, the median home price in the West is $595,000. $400. That is up 7.1% year over year. Northeast was number two. They're at $418,500. That is an 8.3% increase year over year. The South was number two, uh, or actually number three, with the median home price I just mentioned at $351,000. And then, and then the Midwest, which is up 6.9%, is at 2000 or excuse me, $281,500. So all home prices year over year, every region are still up year over year, but that number is getting smaller. And so I, I don't think it's going to be at all shocking if in the next couple of months we start to see a negative number year over year. And right now it looks like the Midwest could be in the running to get that distinction because they have the smallest year over year home price growth as of right now, but let's talk about inventory. Cause I mentioned inventory and I said, you know, home prices are falling or they're falling month over month and the year over year number is getting smaller and it's a hundred percent, 100%, not even close to anything else, mortgage rates. And I say that because the only other thing that would cause home prices to fall, of course, would be the traditional idea of supply and demand. And for the longest time, we had no supply and we still don't really have that much of a supply. That's what I'm getting to. And so it can't be supply. It's not like a huge supply. Remember four or five months ago, everyone was talking about inventory Armageddon. And sure, there are some areas that are seeing an increase in inventory. We know that. Um, big jumps year over year. But for the most part, the housing market as a whole is seeing very little increases in inventory. And that's why I pointed out that everyone that was making that argument, there's no evidence of that. There was no evidence that we are going to be seeing an event. And if you notice, no one's talking about that anymore. <laughs> like everyone that was predicting inventory Armageddon has just shut up about it because it didn't happen. In fact, the exact opposite is happening. We are seeing fewer homes come on market than we originally had thought. We've talked about this with Altos Research. Mike Simonson, the CEO over there, is continuing to drop his predictions for end of year inventory because of how few 
or how you know few homes are entering the market that, that, that doesn't sound right is that a proper sentence how few homes are coming on markets <laughs> i don't know for some reason that sounds like that is very improper english but very on brand for myself <laughs> i am not known for my vernacular, I will say. So what's happening with inventory? So total housing inventory fell 2.3% to 1.25 million units registered at the end of September. This is actually 0.8% lower than the same time last year. Think about that for a second. So inventory levels, we've been having a massive inventory problem. Last year, it wasn't good. We're less than that. There's no inventory Armageddon that is happening. Now, what is happening is the other side of the ledger. So, you know, you have supply and you have demand. And the Fed has, well, pushed down demand and down and down and down and down and down and down. <laughs> they, are, they are very much pushing down demand. Okay. So, so that is creating a situation where it is dropping home prices because now all of a sudden demand has fallen below supply. And so now all of a sudden you have a situation where, okay, if you want your house to sell, you may have to drop the price because there are fewer people out there that can actually buy the home. Affordability has become an issue, but here's what's weird is so just overall, like inventory, like looking at real numbers, it is, it's down, but because the pace at which homes are being sold has fallen. Unsold inventory has actually, you know, the pace has actually caused unsold, in the, the, the pace of supply, I should say. <laughs> I'm really struggling with this category here. Um, the slower sales pace has put unsold inventory at a 3.2 month supply, which is unchanged from August but is up two point from two from two point four months. This is gonna get worse in September of twenty twenty one. So a year ago, even though inventory technically was a little bit higher, um, looking at the how much month of supply, there we go. That's what I was looking for. That has fallen, and so that's just the kind of crazy thing that's happening right now with inventory. And then here's kind of interesting statistic: properties typically remain on the market for nineteen days. That was up from 16 days in August and up from 17 days a year ago. So houses are sitting for a little longer, but not a lot. I mean, two days, I mean, that's, that's not exactly a uh, you know, 2008 situation. Uh, Lawrence Young, chief economist at the National Association of Realtors said inventory levels really contrast today's downturn with 2008 saying, quote, the current lack of supply underscores the vast contrast with the previous major market downturn from 2008 to 2010 when inventory levels were four times higher than they are today. So, yeah, I mean, sure. Are we seeing a housing slowdown? It is unquestionably happening. Is that a word? Man, I'm really struggling. <laughs> unquestionably. <laughs> Let's go with it. No, I'm not drinking any alcohol, in case you're wondering. I have um, I have sparkling water, and then I have um, a water bottle. There is no alcohol in here. It's just, it's Friday. I get, yeah, you get giddy a little bit on Friday. It feels like it's been a long week, too, for, for 
some reason. All right, we're going long here. Um, I want to talk about mortgage rates real, real quick. And once again, these are not my mortgage rates. These are not Towns mortgage rates. These are Freddie Mac's mortgage rates from their weekly survey that they do. And mortgage rates are up for the week, but it was a very small increase. You know, we've talked about how for, I think it was three of the last four weeks, we saw a quarter point increase in the mortgage rate. I mean, these are big jumps. And this week we saw an increase, but two basis points. I mean, that's like almost within the margin of error. I don't know if you even count that <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. So the 30 year fixed was up to 6.94% for the week ending October the 20th. That was up two basis points and is now up 300 and 85 basis points from one year ago. That's actually down though from last week. I think last week it was 387. So a little bit, a little bit of relief <laughs> this week. The 15 year fix saw a bigger 14 basis point jump to 6.23. It's just so crazy. 15 year with a six handle and then well above six. And the five one arm actually dropped. 10 basis points to 5.71%. And then real quick here, I did want to do this. I wanted to pull this up because, uh, you know, Mortgage News Daily has like a you know floating rate on their website. And once again, this is Mortgage News Daily's web uh, um, uh, rate. And it kind of moves throughout the day and, you know, kind of gives you an idea of where rates are. They have the 30-year fixed at 7.37%. <laughs> so that is that is a lot higher than what Freddie Mac has. So it gives you an idea of kind of where you know mortgage rates are. I mean, we're we're for the most part, as you can see, you know, Freddie Mac has it almost at seven, and then Mortgage News Daily has it you know, closer to seven and a half uh, than they do towards seven. So it just gives you an idea of just the the spread that we are seeing right now in the industry. Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist, said mortgage rates slowed their upward trajectory this week, saying the 30-year fixed rate mortgage continues to remain just shy of 7% and is adversely impacting the housing market in the, far, uh, the housing market in the form of declining demand. And there was a great piece Thursday morning I get I'm a, I like Axios. It's a, it's a good news source. And yeah, I've been following Mike Allen since he was at Politico and really kind of took off there. And so I like I like uh, Axios. I think Jonathan was it's so I think it's Swan, right? Does some great work at Axios as well. But that's the political side. And then I started following the business side. They do a lot of they have some good business newsletters. I I subscribe to Axios Markets and Kate Marino the lead story Thursday morning was about, you know, why mortgage rates are increasing at the level that they are. And there's a there's a part that I wanted to read to you real quick. And uh, I, I linked to it in the companion newsletter, the Markets and Mortgages newsletter, if you want to sign up for that and read the entire article. But Marino writes that large buyers of mortgage bonds, because remember, mortgage bonds are what set mortgage rates. That's how rates are determined. Large buyers of mortgage bonds, basically the Fed and big banks. A lot the Fed. <laughs> the Fed was a big buyer during the pandemic, have dropped out of the game. The lower demand has pressured the value, the price of mortgage bonds, sending yields soaring. Because remember, mortgage bonds have that inverse relationship, price 
And then, of course, yield, a.k.a., you know, the interest rate, basically. And so when the price falls, technically the, the yield increases because, you know, a, a, the way a bond works, right? You know, you, it's, it's all kind of set in stone. You know, you get paid this percent based on, you know, $100 is par, right? So it's $100 and they're paying you 10%, so you're getting $10. If you buy that bond from someone, and you only pay $90 for it, but you're still getting that you know, $10 because that 10% based on the $100 value, that $10 is a lot more to the $90 than it is the $100. And so that kind of gives you an idea of you know, how bonds work. So if you buy a bond at a lower price, you're yielding, your yield is more. That's basically how bonds work. And so you have that inverse relationship. And so when mortgage bonds are available in the secondary market at discounted prices, AKA higher yields, then investors are apt to buy those instead of buying in the primary market where new deals are bundled. So that way, so the the way to entice buyers to scoop up the new deals is you have to match the yield and surpass it in all honesty of what they're getting on the older bonds. And so if someone's got an older bond that all of a sudden you know, may only be 3%, maybe the coupon rate or whatever, and they're getting, they're yielding four or five, you're going to have to be like, well, if you buy this bond, you're going to get seven. And so that's kind of why we're seeing rates move up the way that they are. Because a lot of these mortgage, and I, and I every morning, um, if you subscribe to my newsletter, I do, you know, post what the mortgage bonds are trading at. <laughs> I actually get that info from Mortgage News Daily. So th- thank you for allowing me to put that information in my newsletter. And so um, there's other places that you can get it, but um, it gives you an idea. If you see mortgage uh, bonds are falling in price, that means that mortgage rates are going to be going up. It, it, it gives you that. That's why I put that in there every morning. So you get kind of an idea of what is happening with mortgage bonds. And then real quick here, and oh, by the way, that whole piece is... Uh, linked in the once again companion newsletter and of course on the website marketsandmortgages.com and then real quick before we run out of time which we are going it's a Friday show we can go long on a Friday show after two weeks of increases jobless claims fell for the week ending October the 15th the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 214,000 a 12,000 claim decrease thanks to Florida, which saw the biggest drop, I guess maybe because people were kind of getting back to work after uh, the hurricane, almost 4,000 fewer claims, 3,856 to be exact. New York was number two with just under 3,000 fewer claims. California, just under 2,400. And Missouri, about 1,763. Continuing claims, they actually increased um, by 21,000 to 1.385 million. And then I saw on Twitter, Neil Irwin uh, tweeted, only 214,000 initial jobless claims last week, four week average at 212,000. Very strange recession. (laughs) And I would say, yeah. I mean, the labor market just continues to defy what is happening in other parts of the economy. It's, It's very weird. There is no doubt about that. All right, and we are now officially done. There's nothing really happening today data-wise, so I don't know what we're going to be talking about on Monday's show. We will see. I'll find something. 
got the whole weekend ahead of us. I'll find something. You guys enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you again Monday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.